0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. A special thanks to our newest patron, Letitia Worthy. Your monthly financial support helps me a lot in being able to continue this podcast. To learn how you can become my patron and get access to our full archive of podcasts, plus transcripts, please visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Open Door by Hugh Black, published in 1914. Always remember that what you request is given to you, and what you really will in your heart, you attain. Life comes and says calmly and confidently, ask what I shall give you, and the door opens out into the place of your asking. I know that this may seem at first an absurd statement, that what we seek we find, and where we knock it is open to us, but if you think a little you will see that it is true. We may not get the exact thing we most desire, the particular object on which we have set our hearts may be out of our reach, but we do get along the line of our desire. The farmer who sows wheat may not get as much wheat as the harvest as he would like, but he will get nothing else than wheat. In other words, the farmer never expects to get oats where he has sowed wheat. Likewise, if you have set your heart on the world, you may not get as many of the things of the world as will satisfy you. What person ever does get that? But you will get nothing else than the things of the world. If you are bent on the satisfaction of the earthly appetites and desires, you will get that to some extent. Though afterwards you may discover that your request has brought with it leanness of soul and an empty life. You will get nothing else. Indeed, how can we expect anything else? To choose the world as our portion is to get it, or at least it is to limit our resources to purely worldly ones. Likewise, to choose the higher things of the mind and soul as our portion is also to get them, to open our heart to intellectual and spiritual joys. But there is no promise also of the things which the worldly person enjoys, for that was not our request. The point of distinction is the quality of the request, the kind of satisfaction the soul puts before it. This does not mean that the worldly person will be successful in all their earthly ventures and will be satiated in every physical desire, Merely that if they are not satisfied there, they can be satisfied nowhere. For nowhere else has that person sowed for a harvest. Nor does it mean that the spiritual individual will have every prayer answered exactly as they ask. But that where they have put their heart, they will find their life. If your aim is to attain your own ideal, If you seek growth in gracious life, in noble character, in generous service, all that is the kind of harvest you will reap. It is one of the dreams of the human heart to possess some talisman to gratify every desire as it arises, a magic carpet to transport us anywhere at will, a magic lamp which at a rub will evoke unseen powers to do our bidding. A magic word to open the world's treasure trove. This is an idle and somewhat childish dream, but it is true nevertheless that we already possess a similar power over our lives. What we lust after, what we give up our hearts to, what we really request from life, what we desire is our chief good, and foster in our thoughts is the urgent need of our hearts. That we cannot but get. When we make a deliberate, conscious, persistent choice, we are launching a cause that cannot fail of its effect. Sooner or later we have our way. If we persist and we seek it, we will have it. And the point of departure for each of us is in the will. The great question then comes to be that we should ask ourselves what our will is. If our heart were unveiled, what would be seen there at the bottom as the foundation of our scheme of life? The question is not whether we have passed a blameless life and can stand in conscious rectitude, not whether we have faltered and fallen by the way and have come short of our own ideal. The question has to do with the bent, bias and direction of our life. Have we chosen the better part, the part our own heart tells us to be the best? If so, we may be sure that we will get what we have chosen and more, a richer apprehension and a fuller possession of goodness, beauty, and truth? Or has our ideal of life been a purely selfish one, one of pleasure, ambition, or low desire? Has our best vision gone out of our life in recent years, like the sunshine creeping out of the valley? What is our will in this great matter of life? Can it be defined with the lust of the eye? and the pride of life? In this great, rich, wonderful world, on this earth made beautiful with the beauty of nature, with scenes of love and redemption, a place of noble life, and sometimes nobler death, have we only asked for the poor and the petty, and have been paid the price of our prayer, a small shrunk, and withered soul? What have we been asking? and getting, in our ceaseless prayer for life. Remember that the world responds to asking, not to wishing. It is a rich world that knows no respect of persons, but gives us each what we most desire. True, we may never get as much as we desire, but as I have said, it is only along the line of our desire that we can get anything at all. Nothing of value is ever got without its price. But if we are willing to pay the price, it can be had. And the price is that we should ask. To ask for a thing in this cosmic sense means to bend heart and mind to it. To foster it as the urgent need of life. To be ready to sacrifice all else for it. What you seek in such a fashion you cannot fail to find, for we can rely on the divine law of cause and effect. William James sums up one of the chapters of his textbook on psychology with this encouraging statement. Let no youth have an anxiety about the upshot of their education, whatever the line of it may be. If you keep faithfully busy each hour of the working day, you may safely leave the final result to itself. You can with perfect certainty count on waking some fine morning to find yourself one of the successful ones of your generation in whatever pursuit you may have singled out. Know that you are paid in the coin of your own ideal. If you know what you want from the world and have made up your mind as to the chief end of life, the door will open to you. This is why your ideal is of more importance than even your present reality, for the one is slowly shaping the other. The hope of the world lies with those we call the visionaries, who kick at our treasured customs and ideas and inspirations who plan their wide schemes of reform, who dream dreams and see visions. Nothing can be done until we get our vision right and cherish a true ideal. The real value of life is its central faith, not as propositions of a creed, but the affirmation it makes to the world. Our faith is our general spiritual attitude, and a life can only be justified by faith. Our true worth must be found in this region, and not in those fleeting standards by which we commonly judge success. True works must in the end spring from true motive. Good fruit will come from the good tree, although we are often poor judges of what constitutes good fruit it is not always what is fair to the eye and pleasant to the taste. Nevertheless, a life is judged by its ideal. A person should be judged by what they aim at, rather than by what they achieve. A life judged by its intention, its bent, its bias, its spirit. Not what we have done, But in what spirit have we done it? Not what we have attained, but what have we attempted. Not what we grasp, but what we have reached out to. The quest, not the conquest. The attempt, not the attainment. The vision, not the possession. The dream, not the fulfillment. It is the creative spirit of the individual which fashions the world and turns it into a habitable home, compelling blind forces to go our way and yield to our ends. Idealism holds the key to the magic door of life. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com thanks for listening i look forward to talking with you next time